Hello and welcome to the Here We Grow Show, a show specifically designed to bring together community leaders making a difference and share financial strategies so you can plan for and live the retirement lifestyle you've always dreamed. Your host is Amazon best-selling author, president, and founder of Fogith Financial Group, Michael Fogith. Hi, I'm Michael Fogoth. I believe in educating you about information that matters to you and your retirement. Join me this week and every week as we welcome today's leaders in our community, as well as experts in the field of finance and retirement to discuss topics that matter to you today. These discussions can help you make better financial decisions so you can plan for and live the retirement of your dreams. All right, folks, well, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, as always, Michael Fogoth of the Fogoth Financial Group, and we are proud sponsors of the Here We Grow show. And like each and every week, I do want to remind all of you that all of these, including this week and previous episodes, if you will, are available on your favorite podcast providers. Like and subscribe to all of these. And what's really fun, what we're really getting a lot of feedback from our, our weekly conversations. You know, last week we really were diving in deep into taxes. And, you know, it's probably one of the biggest things that is coming up in our office. Um, and in today's show, we're going to talk about another thing that's big. And, and this is a big one out there, not only in our office, but I think in the public in general. And uh, we have today on today's show, we have Ed Harris. Again, Ed is uh, one of our investment advisors here at Fogoth Financial Group. And Ed and I were talking right before, he, and we were talking about what we're going to talk about in depth today is inflation. So for those of you listening right now, you're grabbing your first cup of coffee, or maybe you're, again, you're listening as you're, as you're going through your, your, your morning commute here on a Sunday. Last week was all about taxes. I, I'm telling you, that was a must listen to along with this show with inflation. So Two articles that Ed and I were discussing that I wanted to share with each and every one of you. The first article was brought to you by Fidelity. This is right from fidelity.com. And it says, how to protect your money from inflation, right? I mean, that's one of them, Ed, that I get all the time. If you're just generally having conversation with people, they'll ask you, you know, it used to be like, hey, what do you think about the markets? They're asking you, what do you think about inflation? So when people hear the word inflation, what should they be thinking about in general out there? So, you know, the, I mean, in general, Mike, I mean, we all know inflation is just simply things getting more expensive, right? And typically what we run into is that gradually over time, things become more expensive, right? I mean, you know, the general rule of thumb is that every 20 years, things will double in price as far as their overall cost. The problem is though, is in kind of the, the um, I guess the, 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 the justification for the focus uh, on this today is because we saw such a tremendous jump just immediately, right, as a result of the shutdown and the, and the pandemic. So, and, and so, you know, what do we do from here is really the question, uh, but that's, that's really where, uh, where inflation becomes an issue is when we see such a dramatic shift. I mean, we saw the price of gas jump by well over a dollar just over the course of a couple of months. You know, that's a 50% increase roughly. And that typically doesn't happen that way. No, and it's gas. And to your point, it's everything, right? I yep. mean, heck, I was talking to somebody, uh, a client, uh, like a cooling fan broke on their stove. And he's like, we can't get the part until like the fall, like September, yeah. October. And so, you know, to your point, it was about supply and demand. Well, when there's no supply, guess what happens? <laughs> Okay. Oh, and by the way, the demand went through the roof because everybody was getting, uh, you know, they, they had reduced expenses because they got to stay home. 
And uh, in you know, with the uh, supplemental unemployment benefits, I mean, there were a lot of people making more money at home, uh, not working versus when they were actually able to go to work. And, and they couldn't, and to your point, they couldn't spend the money. So, yeah. you know, once, once you're able to actually go out and fill your car back up, I mean, it was a joke. I, and again, I, you know, we talked about gas jumping. I mean, the, there was a joke of like, I can get two weeks to the gallon. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't going <laughs> right. anywhere. It yeah. was, it was, yeah, that there was nowhere to go. Yes. <laughs> So then that, that goes back up and, you know, another, you know, thing that's crazy out there is lumber prices, right? I mean, yeah. again, it's, it, this isn't a normal time in the sense of we're dealing with inflation now because of everything's going up in price and what we're, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show when we're talking about the consumer price indexing and where it's at and where the government has it at versus some of the, again, you know, I'll say this, we're really going to get deep into the numbers today. So for those of you out there listening, you're going to get an idea of where this is coming but more importantly, why and where it's going to be going in a realistic time frame. Not a, hey, this is a, there's a, you know, a shipping freighter that's stuck in a canal that nobody can move product for the next <laughs> 10, right? Like that's right. not normal, folks. Like that, yes, that will have a short-term impact, right? Uh, I know that there's 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 shortage out there of everything. You know, the yeah. car manufacturers, talking about, you know, furniture suppliers. I mean, it literally is everything out there. So what I really want to look at is why inflation matters to your financial plan. Right. And that's something that, you know, I always tell people we have been doing inflation before it, what people talked about inflation. And what I mean by that is every single retirement plan that we do in our office has a minimum increase. Sometimes it's bigger than others, depending on where the costs are going. If it's for regular inflation versus healthcare inflation, but every single retirement plan that we build for a client has a pay raise automatically built into it. So when I'm reading this article, it says why inflation matters to your financial plan. Look, with or without a hyperinflation, with or without gas doubling, you have to have an increase in your long-term financial plan. And so, Ed, when we're talking about this, it says like right here that, for instance, in this Fidelity article, it says the average annual inflation rate is expected to be 2%. Average. So folks, if you don't have a financial plan that gives you a pay raise each and every year, that will be a catastrophic retirement mistake that you cannot do. So what should people do at, if, if they're out there looking to give themselves pay raises throughout their retirement? Um, you know, the, the, first of all, it, to your, to your, uh, your point so far is plan. You have to plan because, you know, the 2% average and, and believe it or not, the CPI, the average is just over 2%. If you look at the historical figures, the, the challenge is, though, is that healthcare costs are going up dramatically faster. And who knows right now, we, you know, as we dig into the details later, you know, inflation is significantly higher than 2% right now. Um, you know, uh, how, long, how long will these higher inflation numbers persist? Um, but in general, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the answer of, okay, what should I do with my portfolio now that inflation's higher? Um, the first thing you should do is not lose money. <laughs> right yeah, i mean fortune. when it all boils exactly. down to it yes. if your portfolio gets cut by a third 40 percent, well now there's a much stronger drain on the 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 paper loss that the industry wants you to believe in um that that theory that if you don't sell you don't lose well believe it or not folks if you lose 100 grand out of your portfolio or half of your money you, that money's gone it, it doesn't just magically appear tomorrow right so, so making sure that kind of like what we say a lot in our seminars, Mike, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep that counts, right? 
So there's that dynamic of making sure that you've got a portion of your portfolio you can rely on that's truly stable. And, you know, we don't have time today, but, you know, we we both know that bonds aren't the solution for that problem anymore as of the rising interest rate trend that we're in today uh, compared to what happened between 1981 and 2000 and really August of last year when interest rates bottomed. Um, but, you know, so having a portion that's stable that you can count on that isn't going to uh, suffer losses and then making sure that you're working with an independent fiduciary advisor on your, your, the portion of your portfolio that has risk, but they, you need to work with somebody that uh, doesn't carry conflicts of interest where they're beholden to some investment company. Uh, and two, you want to make sure that they, they have a defensive mindset when it's appropriate uh, because the economic cycle um, just like what we're seeing today play out, you know, that um, the, this phase of the recovery is nothing new. This has happened before. Go look at this. Go look at the early 60s. The, this, we've been here before. Uh, and so making sure that you're you're prepared you're, and you're, you're, whoever you're trusting to manage your money is prepared to become defensive if need be so that you can take advantage of the good times in the economy and protect yourselves from the bad times. You bring up a great point. So listen, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what Ed was talking about of interest rates versus and or, if you will, inflation. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Here We Grow show. When times get tough, who do you have on your team? At Focus Financial Group, we win by helping you achieve the retirement you've always dreamed of. Clients who work with Fogeth Financial Group know they are backed by a solid, experienced, and winning team. It's time to choose your team. Choose the team from Fogeth Financial Group, a team of champions. Fogeth Financial Group, building our team to be a part of your team. All right, folks, welcome back to the Here We Grow show, and thank you so much for sticking with us through the break. Uh, right before the break, Ed and I were talking about inflation. For those of you joining us right now, this show is going to be centered around inflation because there's so much talk out there right now from inflation. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it too high? Is it not high enough? Well, what is the inflation on gas versus lumber versus living versus everything? And Ed brought up a really good point. And for those of you out there that are tuning in right now and you want to listen to that segment, go to your favorite podcast provider, just download the show. It's going to be on there. We're going to talk about inflation and you're going to want to listen to that first segment because we really got into like, what is inflation? What are the numbers? Where is it coming from? But now what we're talking about is not having a plan, but really having risk versus reward in your plan. And a big one that I see every single day when sitting down with people is their plans are the same plans that they've had for 20 or 30 years. And if you go back to the way that you invested 20 or 30 years ago, the economy the interest rates, the inflation, the literally the every the taxes, everything. everything was different. So it just to me, from a common sense standpoint, you cannot expect to get the same results when everything else in the equation is completely different. And so, in this article that we were referencing in the previous uh, segment, and then let's carry it over to this in the Fidelity, it says, "Look out for inflation surprises." And Ed, your point was, you know, the average inflation is just over 2%. That's normal. You're absolutely right. That's what I give my clients every single year when we build them a retirement plan. We're giving them a minimum of a 2% pay raise each and every year for their retirement spending. Because we know that it's going to cost more to do things. So if you don't, again, every 20 years, it's going to double. 
So think about this. The average retirement now is over 20 years. And so many people make this mistake when I sit down with them and, and, and I see it every day. They don't have these increases because most likely your pension will not increase. Social security only has about a one and a half percent inflation increase, but then they turn around and take a majority of all of that back through Medicare. So your net increase is nowhere near the two, 2.2 ish percent that you need per year. So the only way to make up the difference is coming from where? Well, your own money. And Ed, to your point, well, what happens if you lost money one of those years? And you have to take out more, right? It, you don't have yep. enough money to come back. So, you know, today's, today's, you know, most experts expect inflation pressure to be temporary. That's right from this article. Ed, that's right from your mouth, right? I mean, it literally is, this isn't- That's what the Fed's counting on, at least. <laughs> that's what yes. they're projecting. Uh, you know, the, the real, you know, here, the interesting thing in, the, in the, you know, I, um, uh, I commented about this, uh, I don't know, last week sometime uh, when some new data came out. Or no, actually the Fed met, the Fed, well, he, he issued a statement last week based on their most recent meeting. And, and he's acknowledging that, hey, these transitory, what they considered to be transitory effects, uh, which that's what they were arguing was the, the, the um, pressure causing the inflation. Um, he's, he's acknowledging now that, hey, these might not just be transitory effects. This might persist a little bit longer, and we may need to act sooner. So, um, you know, this that's that's a that's an optimistic uh, perspective from my point of view because the longer that they allow inflation to persist, the worse it gets. Exactly right, and the worse it gets for the person who's carrying that, what I call standard portfolio, right? They're, yeah. they're sitting, they're, oh, they're sitting absolutely. In a, right. That's the person yep. who's affected by this, the person who's not making changes. They don't have a plan. What, yep. Folks, you should have a plan that if this continues, here's what you're going to do. Because we see it every day. A lot of advisors don't have a plan. They are in the same portfolios because some big talking head pushes it down from the top to the bottom of this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. Very, very few firms actually have the committees that are going to go in there and say, okay, if this happens, here's what we're going to do. And they already have a plan for if or when this continues. Yep. And so, you know, again, kind of to wrap up this article here, because I think it's a, it's a great article. You know, it says to be proactive about inflation. Heck, I think be proactive about everything in your life. Be proactive about taxes. Be proactive yeah. about, and obviously about inflation. Be proactive about your income. Be proactive about safety. Because, I mean, what's the opposite of being proactive? It's reactive. How many people want a reactive financial plan? Well, when things go bad, we'll tell you what to do. Or when things go good, you know, it, it's too late. Yep. Right? And then kind of walk people through, you know, maybe some steps that they can do to, to look to protect their portfolio, right? For those people, as we kind of wrap up this before we get into the United States inflation rates and really getting into deep into the numbers, what can people do that are listening right now to take action steps? You know, I mean, first of all, you need to you need to talk to your advisor and make sure that your advisor has a plan to protect you from significant losses. Um, you know, there's no there's no product on earth that can complete can protect your entire portfolio. Um, so you want to make sure that your advisor actually has a plan. Hey, if things get bad, here's what we're going to do about it. We're not just going to sit around and hope for the best or hope that the market will correct itself in the sweet by and by. That may be too late for your retirement. You know, I mean, we, me and you both have seen plenty of people that came to us after 2008, Mike, and they had to make dramatic changes to their lifestyle 
because uh, because of the, their previous advisors' lack of advice and lack of a lack of an investment plan. So making sure that you have a plan would be first and foremost to make sure your advisor has a plan. Um, beyond that, uh, it may surprise you that you you might want to look at becoming a little less diversified. Um, you know, diversification in and of itself is valuable from the perspective of that it gives you an opportunity to kind of smooth out some of the rough edges of market volatility. But in general, there are significant portions of the markets that perform uh, poorly in a rising inflation environment and significant portions that, that perform better. And so you want to make sure your portfolio is truly positioned, kind of like, you know, if you to use a baseball analogy, now it's baseball season, you know, it's kind of like if you know it's a, if it's a, a left-handed hitter that, uh, that, that pulls hard down the line, well, you shift your infield over in that direction, you shift the outfield over in that direction. Same thing needs to be done with your portfolio. You want to make sure you're adjusted into asset classes that are in a position to take advantage and, and, and be protected hedged, if you will, from a rising inflationary environment versus uh, pieces of the portfolio that are going to get hurt. Great point. You know, and here's, here's, a, here's the rest of that story, right? Let's use your baseball analogy. Okay, when the left-handed hitter is up, we are going to shift if he's a pull hitter. Yep. But as soon as he either gets out or gets a hit, guess what we're going to do back? We, we don't stay in the same position after yeah. that event takes place. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, we you see have to it just in as you go day after day after day, people make a shift, but after the event happens, they don't shift back. And they're playing as if there's every batter is a left-handed hitter. That's not going to be very favorable. Yes. Could you come out ahead? Yes. Could you win the game? Sure. But are you more likely to be successful? Are you more likely to win the game if you're constantly shifting throughout the game? Okay. So folks, listen, we, we, I'm telling you, we got some great stuff in this last segment and we're going to get in really deep to Ed's point about specific sectors, about things that you can anticipate to see increases in or already have and how that's going to impact you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Here We Grow show. What if your retirement plan was like the game of golf? Would you be landing on the green, in the sand, or in the water? At Fogoth Financial Group, we create a custom retirement plan unique to each one of our clients so they can play a better game. Because unlike in golf, there are no mulligans in retirement. To join our hundreds of satisfied clients, book your complimentary consultation with us online or call us at 844-4-F-O-G-U-T-H. All right, folks, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogith of the Fogith Financial Group, proud sponsors of the Here We Grow show. And uh, Ed Harris, who's our investment advisor uh, at Fogith Financial, we're talking a lot today about inflation. And the reason why is there's been so many questions that have been coming in throughout the show and really into our office in general through our website about how it impacts each and every single one of you. If you're a young investor versus an old investor, how does it impact taxes? How does it impact interest rates? All of these things. And so I think it's really, really important that we've been talking about this, you know, in the last two segments about what it means to you as an individual. Because here's the thing, folks, all of this could mean something to you or it could be nothing to you, right? If you're the investor out there right now and you're listening to this and you got all of your money in a bank CD, there's going to be things that are going to impact you different than if you're an investor out there and you have all of your money in equities, it will impact you both differently. So to our point that we were talking about, 
you each individually have to do something different. It's not a one size fits all. This is literally customized planning. And that's what we do at our firm. That's what you should have is a customized plan. Do you want to leave money to the kids, not leave money? Do you want to pay raise every year for inflation? Do you not? Do you want to convert money like we talked about last week for taxes versus, you know, no taxes? So there's a lot of things that you need to understand. But as we wrap up today's show, Ed, and I know that you and I were kind of, you know, digging in deep to these numbers. I want to share a few numbers with people. Uh, this came directly from the United States inflation rates. Um, annual inflation rate in the in the United States has accelerated to 5% in May of 2021 from 4.2% in April of 2021. And so it's the highest reading since August of 2008. So this is a this is a big deal. And the reason we were talking about it earlier is, is this long-term versus short-term? Is this, this a supply and demand issue? Well, I think for certain sectors, this is my opinion, Ed. You know, for example, you look at used cars prices. Cars and trucks are up 29.7% in cost. I mean, we've all heard the story, right? Like, I bought this car three years ago. I can sell it for the same amount of money that I, mm -hmm. three years ago. You, you know, funny story, Mike. I get, a, I get a voicemail from an unknown number earlier today. Well, actually, it was a number from a, uh, some number in Dexter, Michigan. And uh, the guy is, it, it sounds like, a, you know, he's a, a used car sales manager probably for some dealership. He's calling saying that I've got the, I've got the uh, model and make of the car that they're looking to sell. Uh, they'd like to buy mine from me. I'm like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I, I put money on the fact that this guy has no clue what car I own. Right, right. Yeah. He's just trying to get me to, to he's just trying to come up with inventory. Yes. The reason why they have to have it. Yeah. I mean, you drive by, there's now there, there are a few in the area that I've seen packed dealerships, but they're all usually the same name brand, right? Mm -hmm. they, those people planned ahead. But yep. the ones who did not plan ahead, which are a majority, a majority of dealerships, especially the smaller used car lots, they're empty, folks. They are bare bones. Yep. And then if you look at the prices of those cars, it's, you know, usually a used car, it's, it's a devaluing asset, right? If you buy a car, it's, it's pretty common to understand that the more you drive it, the more that you're in it, the older that it is, it's going to lose value. Well, we're seeing to be the opposite of that right now. And so it's wild and crazy. Transportation services are up 11.2%. Apparel, 5.6%. Now, this is, this is where we go. Food was only up 2.2 and shelter was up 2.2. That kind of gets back to the average there. So what else can, can you tell us, Ed, when we look at the United States in, in inflation rates and really the, the, the CPI out there, the consumer price indexing that we're seeing across the board? So a couple of things that... Um that I think are really important for people to understand is because, you know, the, you hear people say this, Mike, there's a little bit of um, mistrust when it comes to when you mention the word inflation. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of mistrust from consumers that maybe these numbers aren't accurate. Right. Um, on the other hand, you've got a consideration of, there are a lot of different factors associated with technological improvements that work as a deflator. So like, for instance, uh, you know, an iPhone was originally about 900 to $1,000 when they were first uh, created. Well, now, what, 15 years later, they're still about $1,000, but they are a lot more powerful today than they were 15 years ago. 
So, um, so that's actually a deflationary uh, item. And there's a lot of inputs like that that go into the numbers. So it's important to keep that in mind when we think of, okay, well, they say it's only 5%, but it feels a lot worse than that. The other side of the coin too is, is that we've got a lot of disruptions in the supply chain that, um, which is part, part to the Fed's point. Um, that's kind of their argument that as the supply chain gets quote unquote fixed, as things reopen, that some of this will go away and the inflation will kind of subdue back down to they're projecting it to be about 3.4% next year, or I'm sorry, 2.4% next year. <clears throat> um, so, you know, if that were to play out, well, that would make a lot of sense and that would be great news for the US consumer. But um, it's just a question mark of whether they're gonna be correct or not in that assumption. Um, so we gotta be really careful with that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of deciding factors, right? I mean, this, this yep. is this is a lot of things moving at once. I mean, we're starting to see it, right? I mean, you know, here in the state of Michigan, like we're people are are able to then get back out, do the things, and what we were talking about earlier, they can spend money. Yep. So now, if they're spending money, you know, do they have the places to go to spend the money? Who survived versus who didn't? Um, you know, which restaurants? I mean, we talk about the amount of money that's spent in the restaurant industry. I know that there's a lot of restaurants in, right here in town that they can't stay open seven days a week because they don't have staff. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be repercussions of the supply and demand, right? Yep. You want to go buy a car, your car is off a lease. I was talking to somebody, they had a, a minivan, a Pacifica. It, he actually, for what he could trade it in versus sell, he could make $3,000. Folks, that, I'm, I'm telling you, that's not normal, okay? Like yep. that, to see that type of things. So this may have a lingering effect until things quote unquote go back to the supply demand normal that we were at. Because if you go back to 2019, it was like a roller coaster. We were shooting up, right? Of yeah. economy. Uh, prices were going down. And, right? and, and it was the opposite. We had negative. Remember the, the conversation? I mean, this was two years yeah. ago, but it was negative inflation. I can yeah. get more gas today than I've ever had in my entire life. I can buy these things for less than I've ever had in my entire life. I mean, it was just folks a few short years ago. And so as we wrap this show up, I want you to take a, a minute to think about that. Two years ago, the narrative was negative inflation. Two years later, it's now hyperinflation and 20% and, oh gosh, we're gonna have these, you know, you're gonna have to pay $100 a gallon of gas forever. No, it's it's something that is is a opportunity to be more, be the same or be less. To add to your point, I think that you, you said this perfectly. If you don't have a plan for all three of those scenarios, you, the individual, the person listening right now, you're the only person at the disadvantage. Yep. You have to have a plan for increases, decreases, and the same. So Ed, as we wrap things up here, what are some final thoughts you have for our listeners about inflation? You know, uh, final thoughts are, um, you know, ultimately we'll see, right? I mean, the inflation is kind of like, it's something where, yeah, we've seen, uh, you know, typically inflation comes from increases in earnings where people, you know, we make a little bit more money each year. And because of that, things become a little bit more expensive. You know, that's the typical natural trend of things. Um, and that obviously is not what happened here. So, uh, you know, this is, this, it's not necessarily uncharted territory, but we've seen a lot of structural um, permanent changes to the supply chain. We just don't know what the end, end result is going to look like yet. So we just have to kind of, you know, watch it as we go, which it gets back to our earlier point of, of, of adapting, right? I mean, 
Um, we've got tax laws that are in flux right now. Obviously, inflation is a big concern. Interest rate changes are a big concern. There's a, there's a lot of things that are hanging in the balance right now, and we just have to wait and see and adapt as we go. I think people, and a great point, I think people can wrap it up as we wrap this show up here. Think of it this way, folks. You need to know what happens before it happens in order to sleep well and be comfortable in your retirement or in your financial planning. So think about that. Do you know what's going to happen before it happens? If you don't, maybe you should give us a call, give somebody, I'm telling you, know what happens before it happens. That's my parting and final words. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And we look forward to sharing some more information with you next week. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found this information here helpful. Both myself and my team at Bogut Financial Group want to provide you with the latest resources and education to help you make the best decision for your financial future. And that's why we want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so you can make an informed decision for yourself moving forward. We will meet you at either one of our office locations or via video conference to examine your portfolio and answer any questions you may have. I promise you'll walk away with more knowledge of where you stand with your portfolio. To get started, all you need to do is visit fogothfinancial.com. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Investment advisory services offered through Brooks Capital Management LLC, BCM, the registered investment advisor, BCM and Focus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance practice services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold to individually licensed and agents.